Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Roshvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Aya Saricheva. Aya is an incoming student at HBS. She's currently a senior associate at the Rise of the Rest Seed Fund at Revolution, where she focuses on making early stage technology investments in companies across the U.S. In her role, she focuses on investment sourcing, due diligence, and working with portfolio companies. Prior to joining Revolution, Aya was an analyst in the investment banking division of Goldman Sachs in New York, and she graduated from Yale. Thank you for joining us, Aya. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm just going to jump right in. Investment banking seems to be a common route to switch to venture capital investing. Can you talk a little bit about whether funds have any focus bias towards investment banking based on what you've seen? What is the industry mix that you have seen or heard of? Yeah, definitely. So I think one of the great things about venture capital is that you can get into the industry from a wide range of backgrounds. So there are certainly quite a few people who have investment banking backgrounds. There are also a number of people that have consulting backgrounds and backgrounds working with startups. And I think part of that is because venture capital touches on so many different things. You are ultimately managing money, which is where I think experience in finance helps. And part of the reason why you have many folks coming in from investment banking, but a big part of the job is also working and supporting uh, working with and supporting portfolio companies and startups and entrepreneurs. So having a sense for how does a company grow? How does uh, it transition? How can you best make sure that it grows in the way that it's supposed to is helpful. And that startup expertise is really helpful. So I think it's definitely a very wide mix um, for with regards to the backgrounds people have that um, go into venture capital. Thanks for that, Aya. That that really helps. Um, after almost two years at Goldman Sachs, what made you transition to venture capital? Um, how did you narrow down to seed stage investing versus later stage? And how did the recruitment process go for you? Yeah. So one of the things that I really liked about working in investment banking is being part of a number of deals and transactions at the same time and just seeing a very wide range of um, institutions that I would be working with and supporting. And I knew I wanted to do something similar in a future role. And when it came to buy side, I think venture capital, in venture capital, you tend to be working on multiple deals in terms of looking at different kinds of companies, evaluating them. Um, And that was something that I really appreciated. I wanted to move to a role where I would be using a more holistic skill set. And that's something that I think venture capital offered um, very much so. So you aren't just doing financial modeling. In fact, financial modeling is often hard to do with a startup that might not yet have a product, but you would be evaluating the team, you'd be evaluating the product, you'd be evaluating the market opportunity. Um, And I thought that that was really exciting. Um, I did take a look at other opportunities on the buy side. Um, including private equity, growth equity. I think these are also really interesting fields. For me, I wanted to work at the early stage in part because you get to ideate and support entrepreneurs um, right when they're forming 
the strategy for how the business is going to grow. And that I find to be really exciting because ultimately you're talking with folks that have a very big vision that um, they want to come to fruition and being in the early stages of thinking through where can this company go and how can we best support um, the entrepreneur and the founder is really exciting. That's great. Um, you mentioned earlier about working with early stage companies and how you have to look at factors other than financials, just because you're working with companies a lot of times that are pre-revenue, some of them might not even have a minimum viable product. So can you talk a little bit more about what are the factors that you've seen in your experience that go into those funding decisions for those type of companies? Yeah, definitely. So with my fund, I focused largely on companies that already had a product and usually had some early traction, though not in all cases. Um, I think in, in the cases where there might not be revenue, usually these were companies in the frontier tech space. So anything like space technology or computing, where you would basically just need more time to build out the company before they'd start generating revenue. Um, I would say that three key pieces that I would always look at include team, market, and product. And team to me is always the most important in part because at the early stage, you have very little to go off of. There's not a financial model you can bet. Um, the product is likely going to go through a number of changes. Um, and with the team, having confidence that the founder and um, other senior management is going to be able to weather the storms of growing a startup is what you need to have absolute um, certainty of. And that means looking at, does the founder have perhaps industry expertise? Um, if they're more recent, say, college graduates, what is it that's driving them and what is it that they're bringing to the table? Uh, how do they take criticism? In? How do they take advantage of and look for opportunity? Being able to really vet that and understand that about founders and seeing whether or not there are complementary skill sets on the team is really critical. Um, market opportunity is also a really huge factor, partially because within traditional VC, you're often looking to find billion dollar businesses, um, companies that can become that big. And understanding whether within the market you're able to see a lot of competitors that are doing the same thing or whether this is a really new approach um, and what the opportunity is to really get a good amount of market share is something you pay attention to. And product, I think, is also very key. Ultimately, you want something differentiated, something that has a moat. Um, but that can change over time. And I think this goes back to team being very important. You want to make sure that you have an entrepreneur that really identifies the demand and the need that customers have, um, rather than being married necessarily to a particular kind of vision of a product. Um, so those are, I think, some of the main things that um, I like to look at. There are certainly other factors, the syndicate, the terms, um, and if you know it's it's specific to if a fund is perhaps a healthcare fund or um, has some kind of focus, you might look at those things. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And this is a helpful framework for early stage entrepreneurs right now to understand how early stage investors are approaching it and and completely agree that teams are extremely critical or probably the thing that an investor kind of bets on in an early stage deal. Um, Breaking that a little more specifically on team as we were discussing, Aya, um, and talking about female representation at decision-making positions, um, do you see efforts in bridging the funding gap for female-led startups? Have you seen a shift in VC approaches uh, towards gender-balanced portfolios? Yeah, so I think that there is definitely a push to try and address the fact that there is something like maybe 3% of um, funding that goes to all female founding teams, um, which is a, a fairly huge disparity. And there are a number of organizations that are trying to correct this gap. Um, anything from all raise, which supports uh, female founders and female investors to organizations like SoGal and Veneta Project and a number of funds that have popped up that are focused on supporting female entrepreneurs as well. Um, There still is a very wide gap. And ultimately, I think this comes back to both an issue of bias and an issue of pipeline as well. And I think it's critical to both make sure that as an investor, you are putting yourself in spaces where you're getting to know great and fantastic female entrepreneurs and you are actively seeking them out. Um, But then also understanding when you're an investment committee, what are the factors that are going into um, judging female entrepreneurs versus male entrepreneurs? And are you using different kinds of criteria? And tracking KPIs around how many female-founded startups has your fund invested in? How has that changed over time is, I think, also key. Um, A lot of this also goes back to looking at, you know, do you have uh, women investors in the fund? Um, You know, in the past, you wouldn't have a lot of funding and even now go to um, healthcare for women and startups that were working in that space um, in part because people would make the claim that it's a small market opportunity. It's certainly not, um, but being able to both see that opportunity and to act on it and to um, support women that are founding companies in spaces like this Um, that might have previously been dismissed is really key. So I I think we still have a long ways to go um, in in this regard, but I'm very hopeful because especially over the past few years, I think there's been a lot of rallying um, around supporting female-founded startups. On the same note, can you talk a little bit about career progression as a woman? Um, based on conversations I've had recently with many women in the industry or trying to break into the industry, there's this concern that they might get stuck at the entry level and it's a little tougher to move up. I think that this goes to a question of general career progression in VC, which is a bit opaque, um, in part because even if you get in at the junior investor level, the path to um, a check writing position isn't always very clear in that there isn't necessarily a lot of turnover at many funds. So when a path might open up isn't entirely apparent. 
Um, and I think understanding how the funds that you're looking at work and asking about you know, whether you're being recruited for a position that is sort of at the just the junior level or whether there is a path uh, to grow within the fund is something that's really critical and really key. I will say I've seen a lot of women go out and form their own funds um, after working in venture capital for some number of years. And um, that is probably one of the quickest ways to, to progress. Um, but I think this is something that is really just a function of the venture capital industry more broadly. Yeah, that makes sense, Aya. Would be awesome to understand that in this small uh, universe of the female investors that we're talking about, who are the women you see as, say, mentors or who are the ones who inspire you the most? To pick a couple, um, I think Marisa Campese of Rucker Park Capital is a really great investor. She is incredibly thoughtful and smart about how she thinks about companies, about space, um, in terms of industries, um, about supporting entrepreneurs and I've been really blown away by um, the the thoughtfulness that she brings to looking at companies. Um, Caroline Lewis, she is an investor with Rogue Venture Partners and recently uh, became uh, the head of Rogue Woman um, Fund, which is associated with Rogue Venture Partners. And she has just done a lot of work in supporting women entrepreneurs uh, more broadly, but she also has a passion for supporting entrepreneurs uh, across the globe. And uh, at, at one point we had bonded over a mutual interest in um, all things abroad and she mentors entrepreneurs in Iraq. Um, she, I think having that really global approach is something that's that's really key and really interesting. I, I would be remiss not to mention Mary Grove, who um, was a colleague of mine at Rise of the Rest. She went out to found uh, bread and uh, butter ventures uh, out in uh, Minnesota. And she had actually moved to Minnesota from California and a couple of years ago, and she has become such a critical part of the ecosystem and in growing the Minnesota startup ecosystem. And to go out, I think, and start your own fund um, is something that I deeply respect. I always thought that she did a fantastic job in um, supporting entrepreneurs and really caring about their growth. That's great, uh, Aya. And what would be your advice that you'd like to give to aspiring uh, women uh, venture capitalists who are trying to break into the industry? Yeah, I would say a few things. So first, take stock of what your skill set is. Um, some people might be over-indexed on the sort of finance skill set. Some might be a little bit more over-indexed on um, startup expertise. Understand what you really bring to the table and how you can support a fund and the startups that you'll be working with. And understand where you would want to grow and what you'd like to learn more of. Um, I initially, when I'd been um, starting the recruiting process, um, I would go to tech meetups in New York to get a better sense of 
what the conversations were like, what entrepreneurial worries were like, because I hadn't directly worked in that field um, when I was in investment banking. Um, so try and cover your bases. Then I'd also say, make sure that you are keeping conversation open with the funds that you're interested in um, and keep learning about both the funds, um, developing your own theses on various industries and um, making sure to flag that you're interested in an opportunity within venture capital, in part because positions just don't open up very often and um, they're not always posted. So um, making sure that you're kind of top of mind uh, is, is really key. It's interesting that you mentioned the tech meetups. Um, I actually just yesterday reached out to the women in tech and suggested that we should definitely do a founder and funder meetup virtually in small groups um, in the way just to have those conversations and see, like you said, what are they talking about? What are their trends and how we can grow the network between ourselves? Thank you so much, Aya, for taking the time. This was a great conversation. Definitely a lot of helpful insights. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to, to chat with you. <music>